Welcome back to another very special installment of the... Welcome to another special episode of A Sandwich and Some Lovin'. I'm so excited that um, we've been able to bring some very special podcasts to you throughout the month of February because this is American Heart Month. I've been working with the American Heart Association more recently now since I had my incident last summer, which we don't need to get into again. I think people are getting tired of hearing me talk about my incident. But I'm really happy to have guests come into the studio to share their stories, whether they work with the American Heart Association or they have uh, benefited in some way from the work being done with the American Heart Association. And today I'm w- welcoming a very special guest to the podcast, and her name is Nora. Welcome, Nora. She's in the third grade. I know you're excited because it got you out of school for a little bit, right? Yeah. What are you missing? What classes are you missing right now to record this podcast? I think social studies and probably math. Yeah, what's your favorite subject? Probably social studies. Social studies. And you're missing your favorite subject to do this. Thank you for that sacrifice. But math, meh, give or take, right? (laughs) Take it or leave it. Well, I'm excited to have you here, and I really appreciate you being here to share your story. Now, I've got this wonderful little poster um, that they sent. I printed out a little copy of it because you, Nora, are what they call a heart hero. How did you get to be a heart hero only in the third grade? That's a pretty big deal. So whenever I was five, I had to have heart surgery. You did, because I understand when you were born, you had a heart murmur, right? Yes. And you had to wait until you were five when you were big enough to have the heart surgery. Do you uh, remember anything about that surgery, what they told you about that? Not really. No? You're on a need-to-know basis, right? Yeah. But it was a good thing you had a great team of doctors that gave you that surgery. And now that you've had your surgery, you were five. How old are you now? Eight. So it's been three years. So how are you feeling? Amazing. But are you able to play and do all the other things that your friends can do? Yeah. Is there any time that you have to say, no, I need to sit this one out? No. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, I know you've learned very early how important it is to keep your heart healthy, right? Yep. What do you need to do if you can tell other kids who might be listening to the podcast or parents who can tell their kids what they need to do to keep their heart healthy? Monitor your sugar, eat healthy, and exercise. Well, see, now I feel guilty because what was the first thing I did when you walked in the studio? Give me candy. I gave her candy. (laughs) But I did ask mom if it was all right. Well, we are recording this, you know, on Valentine's Day. So it's okay, right? Everything in moderation, yeah. right? Even sugar. So what was the first thing? It was monitor your sugar. So how do you do that? I try to only have three sugars a week. Three sugars a week? Wow. I thought you were going to say three sugars a day. <laughs> well, what kind of sugars do you like? Are there good sugars? Are there bad sugars? Or just as long as it's just three a week is whatever. I usually just have chocolates. Chocolate. Oh, that's you chose the chocolate bar for my Valentine's stash. And what was the second thing you said? Okay, watch your sugar intake. What was the second thing? Exercise. Exercise. I have an aversion to exercise. Do you know what that means? It means I don't like it very much. <laughs> but I think it's important to look at maybe not exercise as something that you have to do. But if you pick something that's really fun that it doesn't feel like exercise, right? It's more like you're playing. So what kind of exercise do you like to get? Well, I usually go to Tumble and just get exercise there or go to cheer. (gasps) You do like all the gymnastics, tumbling? Are you like doing all the stunts where they throw you up in the air? Are you a base? I mean, a base and a back spot. 
I was a base. I never got the thrill of being thrown into the air. I'm really scared of heights. But Me then, too. But then I also can't do that. Yeah, I understand yeah. that. But you still have fun getting to do all the other stuff, right? Yeah. Okay, so we've got watching the sugar. We've got exercising. What was the third thing on the list to do about keeping your heart healthy? Eat healthy. What are some of the good things you like to eat? Because I've got three kids I have to cook for, and getting them to eat healthy can sometimes be hard. What do you love to eat that's healthy? So for snacks after school, I usually have rice cake, but then my mom gets healthy Nutella, and we put chia seeds on it. Oh, wow, that's an interesting combination. So is that your favorite? Yeah. Oh, and what about when it comes time, like, for supper time? What do you really like to eat? Because that's the meal that I usually have trouble. What am I going to cook tonight? My mom usually makes, like, this broccoli and chicken cheese casserole. Oh, chicken cheese. I'll have to get her recipe for that. That sounds good. Anything with cheese, right? (laughs) Yeah. All right, so why is it important for kids to know how to start adopting heart-healthy habits in their lives. Why is it important for kids to learn that and not wait until they get to the adult? It might save their life one day, and you need to have a heart to live. Now, why do you want to tell your story? It takes a lot of bravery for somebody your age to get out and tell their story in in front of people in an audience or on a microphone. So if, like, someone else had the, like, same heart problem as me or something else like that, then they would know how to deal with it easier. I bet it takes a lot of the, the scary stuff out of it when they see, yeah. look, how great you're doing and how healthy you are now, that it's not always a scary thing to have to go through, right? Yeah. Now, what has been your experience with the Kids Heart Challenge? Kids Heart Challenge is an amazing program. They Every year they raise thousands of dollars to go to kids and research in the hospital to help like get money to help their hearts. That's wonderful. And, and you have helped with some of that, uh, getting the word out about raising money. Yeah. I understand you did something really cool um, at school. Every year, it, when you hit the 100-day mark at school, they, do, they, do, they yeah. didn't do this when I was growing up. I wish they did, where you do fun things to mark the occasion. Like you were yeah. saying, like some years you get to dress up like an old person, like you're 100 years old. But you also had a chance to make a special shirt, right? Yeah. What was your shirt about? So my shirt was a big heart, but then it said save 100 hearts. Save 100 hearts. And how can, what's the best way to save 100 hearts? Is it by raising that money to get the research and putting out the message of heart health? Yep. That's really great. Well, real quick before I let Nora go, her mom, Nikki, has been sitting here very quietly in the background. But I would like to ask you a, a question, if you don't mind, Nikki. Um, can you explain to us a little bit more about this Kids Heart Challenge? I understand there's a fundraiser that's been going on and that Nora's been actually raising quite a bit of money for this. Can you explain, well, first of all, brag about how much she's raised and what that money's actually going towards? Yeah, of course. So we have had great support from all of our friends and family. Nora's done a few videos to spread awareness and kind of tell her story. Um, I've shared it on social media. And with that, we have a fundraiser page that we set up for her. Um, and you can do this, you know, reach out to any school-age kid. A lot of them have a Kids Heart Challenge in their school, and they raise money to go to the research and the education that Nora was talking about. But Nora, so far in her fundraiser, has raised about $1,400. <gasps> wow! And this will be the second year that she's raised $1,400, but this year she's trying to get to 2000 and she's got a couple more <laughs> days to do that. Oh, so we'll wow. see if we can get there. But 
it's a great cause. She loves doing it. She loves spreading um, the news and the awareness um, just to get that money for a Kids Heart Challenge. So proud of yes. you. $1,400. I hope you reach your goal of 2000 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They you know what? It's a lot, but it's a, you can do it. If anybody can do it, I know you can. Yep. During Kids Heart Challenge, they actually ask all of the students to do something called Finn's Mission. Nora, do you want to tell them what that is? So Finn's Mission is like teaches kids how to do like CPR if someone had like a stroke. Oh wow! And so obviously that's named after someone who Finn. Do you do you know who that person is? Um, I don't know the full story. Yeah. I think he's one of the kids that actually saved someone's life before from wow. doing CPR. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And so you've already done through the whole, uh, have you already been through the training in your, you're in third grade, right? Yes. They already done the training where you do the heart compressions and you sing a song in your head while you do it. Yeah. What song do you sing in your head? Fast. Fast is a song that they created to... I guess show awareness for when somebody's having a stroke so you know when they're having a stroke. Oh, that's right. It spells out F A S T. Yes. Face. I'm trying to remember what they are. For you notice that they're changing their face, like their face mm -hmm. starts drooping. A is for arm. S is speech. Speech. So if they suddenly can't say certain words and they start slurring, that's another sign. And then there's the T. Time. Time to act. Call yeah. 911 or get help. That's really great. Well, that's important that they're teaching all that in third grade. I love that. I was going to say, if you're doing your heart compressions, are you doing it to stay alive? And you'd probably be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Because <laughs> that's the one. Ah, 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 ah. You don't know what I'm talking about. You'll have about, to play it for after. All right. Well, thank you for being here today. We're going to let you go before we invite in our next guest. But I'm going to get you that, um, that excuse so don't go too far, okay? Yeah. We also have another special guest in the studio, Jenny Iyer, who's the Vice President of Health Strategies for the North Texas Division of the American Heart Association. So you got to hear our interview with Nora. Didn't she do such a great job? It was wonderful. I'm so impressed. It was my first time. Now, Jenny, this isn't your first time behind a microphone. It's not, but it's going to be one of my favorites. Okay, I'm so <laughs> glad to hear that. But we were talking a little bit, because I know asking a, a third grader to, to expound on certain topics, you know, is, is she just... It's a little bit too much. Can you explain to me before we, you know, get into the rest of the interview, what, what was that Finn's mission she was referring to? Absolutely. So Finn is a young third grader who's had 18 heart procedures in his young life. And so he is part of our Kids Heart Challenge and he encourages kids to learn CPR. And it's a wonderful way to ensure that everyone knows you don't have to be you know, 15 or 18 or 25 or 30 to no CPR, you can be in elementary school and truly save someone's life. And right. he shares that. Well, for Finn, it could save his life. Imagine being out on the playground and he has a, a, a episode. I don't know what his condition is now, but the, a little child next to him could save his life. That's mind blowing, honestly. Absolutely. And it's really wonderful through this mission. We've heard so many stories about that. I mean, one that we're hearing about regularly is a young boy who took Finn's mission, which is a video you watch and you learn CPR, you learn what song, you know, we, we love staying alive. I'm not sure right. the third graders <laughs> of the world know staying alive. to come up with something that <laughs> yes. like Miley Cyrus There's does or a, something. I know we've got some Taylor Swift songs. We've got a there whole list, go. a whole Spotify list, but it, it shows people what to do and calling 911 and the steps of hands only CPR and where to put your hands and 
this young boy and his mom watched the video. And then less than a week later, they were in church and someone had a cardiac arrest. And while he didn't do the compressions, he knew to call 911 and he counted the compressions for his mom. And they saved that man's life. That's amazing. And to have him not panic. Right. And to know exactly what to do. I remember one time I took a self-defense class one time, but it's like my ex-husband, who was the karate instructor, he said, you can't just do it one time. It's repetition. It has to become second nature. So when something happens, there is an incident, you know, instinctively what to do. And that's just like with the CPR training. When you start them so young as children, that's going to stick with them throughout a lifetime. But as an adult, you should probably get a refresher course. How often? We would like you to take it as often as you can. Um, you know, we with your certification, most of those you take every two years, but we teach hands-only CPR. So that is something that you can refresh on annually if you wanted, even more often if you want to. And so, you know, watching a video, making sure you remember the beat that you're supposed mm-hmm. to keep it to, and making sure you remember to call 911 yeah. because that's a big step. Yeah. And you don't have to sit through a four to six hour course to do so. You can, hands-only CPR can be relearned in a much shorter time period. And so it's more easily accessible to everyone. Yeah, just know it. So it's just like muscle memory when the, exactly. when the emergency strikes, you are ready to spring into action. And who doesn't want to be a hero? I know I exactly. do. Haven't had that opportunity yet. My daddy, though. He's always, he has performed more Heimlich maneuvers than any person I've ever met. Everywhere he goes, people are choking. I'm like, Where, what's the common denominator here? <laughs> Jerry Raspberry walks in, everybody's like, whoa. <laughs> it's safe to, yes. It, right. They know there's a hero in their midst. Well, we were talking to Nora about the uh, Kids Heart Challenge, where we're spreading the message of heart health to children. But in addition to what this program, American Heart Association, is doing with the young people, there is so much more that you are doing in the community that maybe some people aren't even aware of. Can you explain some of the programs that are offered right now and some of the community initiatives? You know, the AHA knows and our our teams know, we we recognize our research shows that about 80% of heart disease can be prevented. And um, so that is the goal of our health strategies teams across the country is to address prevention. We don't want anyone to have to face heart disease And AHA's research has helped to really lengthen the life post a cardiac event, but we want to stop them from happening if we can. Mm -hmm. And so we are looking at food insecurity. You cannot have a happy, healthy heart if you don't have access to happy, healthy food. And for so many in our communities, you know, they could be a couple of miles away from a grocery store or several bus rides and a mile walk to have to go get groceries. So how can we ensure fresh produce is more easily accessible? We want to talk about hypertension, knowing your numbers. Do you know your blood pressure numbers? Do you know that the range they're supposed to be in? And so making sure people know those numbers. You can't control your blood pressure if you don't know what your blood pressure is. And so making sure that we've got more ways in the community to check your blood pressure, whether it's, you know, being able to check out a blood pressure cuff from your library or checking your blood pressure after you're, um, you know, reading a book in the library, or if you're at a community center, you get, you have a place to check your blood pressure. I love those machines where you just walk up in the store and stick your arm in. Right. They're fun. Those are fun. They're very fun. (laughs) It kind of makes knowing your number a little bit more fun. And so trying to place those machines in places that people might not expect it. And then it triggers a memory to say, oh, I should, I should probably know, I should Mm -hmm. probably know my numbers. And then tobacco and vaping and, and looking at how we can address the vaping 
situation that's happening. It is young out people. of control. And some people, my mama's age, are vaping. I'm like, what is happening? Right. And they think, are they convincing themselves this is a healthier alternative to smoking? I think it has been seen as this, you know, safe alternative. And we're and seeing people in the hospital from vaping. What, what, can you explain a little bit about that? Sure, I will try. Why, right? why is, why are people thinking this is healthy? So I think, you know, it doesn't look, we've heard cigarettes are so, so bad for us, right? You know, we grew up with so many programs in our schools. And so now when it comes out and you're not smelling it necessarily, a bad smell all the time, it's kind of came on fast with vaping. It took a took over pretty quickly. Yes. I remember, you know, we talk, we often talk about how in 2019, you look at statistics and one in 20 kids is smoking a traditional cigarette. Well, then they're, the vaping, they got such fun, fruity flavors, exactly. you know, and it's and making now, it even more enticing. With it, all that work we did, now we've got about right. one in five kids vaping. And so it's getting the education out there. It's also, you know, addictive. It's, it's seen as this, oh, well, cigarettes are t- addictive, but Vaping is not, but vaping, vape pens still have nicotine in them, mm-hmm. and that is highly addictive. And so when you start something that smells so sweet as a strawberry or bubblegum, and you don't think it can be bad for you, but then you can't stop. Right. And so how do we really get that message across? Because it's just a different vehicle for nicotine to make it into our lives. And again, just like cigarettes, once you start, it's hard to stop. Yeah. It makes sense, the preventive side of things, to prevent things before it becomes a problem. But why why aren't we taking that more seriously? There's so much money being put into, you know, fixing the problem after the fact. But where's all the money, you know, going into preventing it, which actually you'd spend a lot less on the front end than you would the back end. But then again, I'm guilty. I didn't really do much more about my heart health than just going for my annual, you know, gynecological visit or whatever. I, I didn't take my heart health seriously until something happened to me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, it, getting getting them in the school, the, edu- the elementary age, that's the key, right? Yeah, you're starting it young. And I think for so many people, heart disease is a senior problem. Yeah. When you get older, that's when it's going to hit. And, you know, when we talk to our hospital and clinical uh, you know, collaborators, they're saying, you know, we're seeing we're seeing things at a much younger age. And I think you know, we've talked a lot about CPR and, and just knowing it, but I I believe that, you know, everyone watching Monday Night Football and seeing an incredibly healthy young man in DeMar Hamlin suffer a cardiac arrest really opened people's eyes yeah. to, oh, you don't have to fit this stereotype of an unhealthy human being to have a heart issue. And that's, I think, going to help change the way we think, because right now you have to be unhealthy and not exercise and eat really, really bad. But in all reality, you, you know, stress is a trigger for heart disease and stroke. And so making sure that you realize it, we, when we talk about cardiac arrest, it can happen to anyone at any age and it can happen to women as much as it can happen to men. And so getting that message out there, again, starting it young, but continuing that. Yeah, that and like in little Nora's case, she was born with a heart murmur. That child didn't do anything. It's just the way, you know. That's the card she was dealt, but fortunately she's gotten the right medical care and doctors that recognize the problem. So she's mm-hmm. doing great. Now, is there anything, I know we've got, this is the February being Heart Health Month, Heart Awareness. We've had people, we've had a guest talking about um, heart health during uh, pregnancy. We've had, you know, we've had a child coming on. Is there any other area we need to focus on during this month, um, an area we need to really put a, a microscope on heart health? Sure. I I think it's really the message of 
that that non-stereotype heart disease that don't don't put heart disease in a box. You've heard about the impact it can have on children, the impact it can have on pregnant women. It can happen, you know, heart disease can happen to young, otherwise healthy individuals. And so making sure we spread that message that it can happen to anyone, anywhere, and just being aware of um, the signs and symptoms of a heart attack, knowing those and and being an advocate to someone near you who might be able to to help convince you to go to the to the doctor. We have so many women that we speak to who say, yeah, I don't feel well, but I've got to get my kids to school or I've, I've got to make lunches or I've got to be at this meeting. I've got so much going on. You know, we just, we uh, talked to someone who experienced the symptoms of a heart attack as she was about to uh, board a plane on her way home. And I don't have time to have a heart attack. Exactly. I, gotta get home. I just want to get home. Right. And so it's recognizing that heart disease is not going to wait, that we yeah. got to act fast and call 911 and that there are a lot of things you can do to help prevent it. Right. We have a whole um, a whole website dedicated to life's essential eight, which are eight steps you can have you can take to living a, a healthier life and improving your heart health. Some of them are basic. Don't smoke, you know, check your your know your numbers. Um, like Nora said, watch your sugar. Watch your sugar, which I <laughs> need to do. She has convicted me. I need to do more, better Three about times that. a week. I mean, my gosh, <laughs> I, I was know. so impressed. And on Valentine's Day, nonetheless, I she know. suggested that. But I, you know, the other one that I do not do well about, and I think maybe most of us don't, is get sleep and how right. sleep plays into that. So just little tidbits that you can do to make sure that you're keeping your heart health at the forefront. Those eight things are found on a website. What's the website? So you can go to heart.org. And then in the search bar, hit Life's Essential Eight. Life's, I'm writing this down, yeah. it's Essential Eight. And also, you know, like I said, I would I would always go to, um, you know, my regular gynecological appointment, but he wasn't checking for my heart health or anything like that. So if you want to look on the preventive side of things, is there certain things you need to ask your doctor when you go for an annual exam to make sure you're covering all the bases when it comes to your heart health? You know, that's a great question. I think it's really just asking about your knowing your blood pressure numbers. So if your blood pressure is being checked, make sure you want, we want it, those numbers to be less than 120 over 80. And talking to your doctor about if you don't feel well, if you're, if heart disease runs in your family, opening up that conversation and advocating for yourself. I think that's something we should always do almost in every situation, but for every podcast we've had that's come up, it's like, you know, when you go to the doctor and like for a lot of women, they dismiss it as fatigue, stress, you need more sleep. But that little voice is telling you it's more than that. It's more than that. You yeah. have to keep pushing yes. until you get the help you need. And to your point, Kelly, you know, one of the biggest messages we try to give when we're talking about hands-only CPR is to remember that heart disease impacts women too. Mm -hmm. That oftentimes women might have a cardiac arrest and they don't receive CPR nearly as often as men do. And our survival rates are not as good after because cardiac. Because of that. Mm -hmm. Because, oh, they must have fallen, they must have been tired, they fainted, they passed out. Cardiac events don't come to the forefront. Right. So thinking about it as, no, you know, your first thought should be that person's unresponsive, they've had a cardiac arrest, you know, check for breathing, you know, yeah. and, and those things, but know that it's at the forefront. So I think just talking about it, doing what we're doing right now is helping us get the message out that, you know, I know you had a story and you, we, there people my have My story's not very it. exciting, but, <laughs> but it's still my story to tell. Exactly. It's your story. And I think for people to know a, a name that they know so well and, and that it can happen to anybody yeah. and to, to just know that. And, 
And to know that heart disease, I think a lot of women don't, I mean, it's the number one killer of women. Right. And I think we all think it's, you know, because it's been such effective messaging with the Breast Cancer Association and all the pink ribbons. We think, oh, breast cancer must be the number one killer of women. No, it's it's heart disease. So um, it's just really important for women especially to take, I, like I, I think a lot of times we're, if we go to a doctor and they tell us one thing, it's like we don't want to question authority we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We just, you know, as women, we just, you know, we need to kind of, I don't want to say man up, but I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> We're going to be advocates. And and it's hard to put ourselves first sometimes with yes. all the things that are going on. So just remember that, you know, I think I have three young kids. And if something happened to me, I mean, my husband, he could totally handle it. I don't want to say he can't, but it would. Let's be know, honest, he can't. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Come on. He, 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 he would, he would, it would be hard for everybody, but yeah. right. I'm, I, to put myself first means that I'm, I'm going to be here for more memories and thinking through that is pretty impactful when I think about it personally. So kind of gives me the oomph I need to also, ask Also, you know, if you're, if you're a mother to daughters to show them that, you know, how important it is for mom to take care of herself. You're teaching them that lesson as mm -hmm. well. And so they, yeah. they, they, like it or not, they are looking at us. My daughter throws things in my face sometimes. I'm like, oh, you were paying attention to that? <laughs> I know. I should have acted better then. Well, Jenny Iyer um, with the North Texas Division of American Heart Association, thank you for being here today. Is there anything you want to say in closing before I let you go? Uh, and do I need to write you an excuse to get back to work like I, I did for Nora? I would love an excuse. How cool would that be? Um, no, I, I thank you for sharing our message. I think just the message of heart disease doesn't have to be um, a disease of older generations. It's one that's happening right now, unfortunately, yeah. to, to young people everywhere. And take what you have learned today from Nora, her yeah. great words, and, and from me. And we just hope that you know somebody who's listening might be able to feel a little bit more confident when they're advocating. For well, there's themselves. so much information available at heart.org. It's so easy to remember that heart.org, especially make sure you look for the life's essential eight. I think that's a very important takeaway for today and, and so many other resources there, right? It can give you links to maybe Absolutely. CPR training in your community, um, any kind mm -hmm. of fundraising things that are going on, you'll find Absolutely. It's a great place to find a training center for CPR if you're looking for certification. Right. That's right. A, a great, every, anything you want to know about a heart, we've got it on there.